Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. Hi there, I'm Drummond Robinson. I want to continue today with our message on being positioned in Christ. It's so important at the moment to know our position because if you're not positioned in something, you will fall for anything. And we spoke, just to recap quickly, I encourage those who haven't heard it to go back to the first session, but just to recap, you know, whether you're planting a flower or you're training for a sports team, um, you have to know what position to put the flower in. You have to know what position you're going to play in the sports team. We have to know our position to stand for something to always settle for anything. It talks about a title. It talks about a status. It talks about an appointment. You're appointed into a position in a company, into a position in a team, into a position in ministry. And then you then you can operate in that position. So it speaks about an attachment to, an alignment with, a total conviction and agreement with. That's important to be positioned in. You have to be, have a total conviction an agreement with. It means to be totally incorporated into by agreement with submission and to be under the rule of that which you are identifying with. So even a president has to know his position. He can be appointed, he can be voted in, but once he's in the office, he has to know the authority and the benefits of that office. Otherwise, he cannot fulfill his duties. And so he has to know his position. And we spoke a little bit about some of the foundations that we are positioned as sons of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. And then we talked about putting on the armor of God, being positioned in the armor of God and to put on all of God's armor, armor so that we can stand firm against the strategies of the devil. If you're not positioned in something, You'll fall for anything and the, and the devil will be able to attack you from all kinds of, with all kinds of strategies that he brings against us from day to day. So therefore, we put on the whole armor of God and we have to see that armor going upon us, you know, surrounding us because an armor is, protects and armor empowers us in the battle. And uh, an armor, in a sense, they put it on because they felt it was impenetrable. Well, whether it was or whether it's not, I'm not so sure. Um, but the fact is, God's armor is impenetrable. So we stand ground, it says in Ephesians, and it says stand your ground in Ephesians 6.10 and put on the whole armor of God. And we, we touched on that a little bit last week, so I'm not going to be, spend too much time on it, but first of all, put on the belt of truth. What is the truth? What is the lie? What is the deception? What is the truth that we face every single day? You know, there's, there's news coming against us. There's conspiracy theories about the, about the vaccination, about this, about all kinds of things. But it says, put on the belt of truth. Seek the truth. Find the truth from the word, from reliable sources, from people that you're walking with, that you are being mentored by. And every one of us need to walk closely, you know, with somebody so we can know and balance the truth of all these things that are coming against us. So we put on the belt of truth the body armor of God's righteousness. We put on the shoes of peace that comes from the good news. So in, when there's agitation and there's worry and there's, and there's um, 
you know, concern and there's fear, we put on our shoes. We put on our shoes. We see ourselves standing on the shoes of peace that comes from the good news, you know, because we are, we have peace because we are at one with God. Peace means to be set at one. Peace does not mean to be confused and running from place to place. Peace, peace means to be set at one with the truth and from your relationship with Jesus Christ. It's to receive the gift of peace, who is Jesus, and that Jesus said, I will give to you. He says, I give you my peace, John 14, 27. I give you my peace, not as the world gives, but I give you the peace that is supernatural. And so we then choose what we allow to rule and reign in our lives. Because we, if we are positioned in Christ and we have and receive his peace and we put our feet into the shoes of peace and we stand on the good news, the gospel of peace, then that is what rules and reigns in our life. And we can rule over anxiety, worry, fear, guilt, shame and all these things on a daily basis. And then it says, in addition to these Position yourself with a shield of faith. So now, we know we have to have faith, but did you know that your faith is a shield? That you can, when, 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 when concerns and fears and doubts are coming, that you can lift up the shield of faith. And the, and the Bible tells us that the shield stops the fiery arrows of the devil. So when concerns and doubts and fears and, and shame and ridicule and insecurities come, we lift up the shield of faith. It is God's faith. God has given us the shield. It's not something that we've got to go and conjure up. If we are positioned in Christ, we just see that shield coming up. You know, and God says, I have surrounded you with a shield of faith. And that stops the fiery arrows of the devil. That that shield is impenetrable to the fiery arrows of the devil. And then it says, put on the helmet of salvation. Why the helmet of salvation? Because the helmet covers your head. In your head is your brain, your mind, your will. Um, it's a center of um, even emotional responses and our reactions on a moment-by-moment -moment basis to what is going on around us in the world. So when, once again, um, insecurities come, fears comes, doubts comes, and questions come from the enemy, you know, to say, you're never going to make it. This is what's going to happen. You're going to fail. You're going to be destroyed. We put on the helmet of salvation that covers our head, covers our mind, and causes us to think according to the word of God. And then it says, take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, because we can repel anything that the enemy brings against us. We can repel anything that we see in the world system around us, you know, and we are concerned about. We can repel it with the spirit and the word of God. We can say, God, you know, when we feel fear, we can say, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. In all these things, I am more than a conqueror. God works all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. So what I'm saying is you repel what comes against you from the word, from the world with the word and you use it as a, as a sword, the sword of the spirit. Now, let's just carry on a little bit this morning because I want to talk a little bit about Second Chronicles. Now, here is Jehoshaphat and um, he was you know, ruling at that time. And um, the, a huge enemy comes against him. It says a huge enemy come and came against Jehoshaphat, a great multitude, you know. And Jehoshaphat feared 
but he set himself to seek the Lord. He did fear because when they saw the size of this multitude, you know, the, the report came and said, listen, there's no ways you can fight against this multitude. There are so many. And he, he feared, but he set himself to seek the Lord. He put on the belt of truth, the gospel of peace. He took up his armor. He took up, you know, he stood and he called the, the, the parents and he called the families and he comes and stands side by side. And he said, the meanwhile, the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. And when they positioned themselves before the Lord and took up the armor of God, guess what? The spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jehiel, the son of Mattaniah. Now, by the way, this is not just some guy, random guy that walks in there and says, I've got a prophetic word for you. You know, he was the son of, the son of, the son of, the son of. He was established. He was positioned in a, in a line of heritage. He was positioned in a line of authority. And so he could be trusted. Don't run from place to place and person to person just hearing what everybody's got to say. Who are you the son of? What is your authority? What is your position? Because, you know, all these things are meant to confuse us. All these things are meant to deceive us. But we've got to know the truth and we've got to know which son it comes from. And so he says, fear not and be not dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And then he says this, this battle is not for you to fight. Take up your position. Take up your position. Stand still and see the victory of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them and the Lord will be with you. I just love this. You see, take up your position. In the middle of all this, if they looked with their eyes at the size of the multitude, their eyes would, you know, feed their brain with all kinds of thoughts. Says, That's it. We're done. We're finished. This whole battle is over. We're going to be crushed here, you see. But you cannot just look with your eyes, hear with your ears, um, and, and, and be influenced by that. You have to go back and position yourself in truth. What does God say? You know, what is his word? And take up your position. And they said this to Je uh, Jehoshaphat. Take up your position. Stand still. You know, sometimes we don't stand still. We don't sit still. You know, we've got to get up and spend time with the Lord. We've got to hear his word. Man, we cannot go out into the world today unless we have stood still and sat still with the Lord, meditated, hear his word to us this day. This is what you will do. This day, I have provided my angels to have charge over you. This day, you can declare, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What is your declaration for this day? Don't worry about tomorrow or the next day. That will take care of itself. Let's take, let's, let's overcome and let's take up our position this day. You know, and then Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord worshiping the Lord. Wow, what were they saying? Lord, we're positioning ourselves in you. You are going to rule and reign over us. You are going to rule and reign over us. And then they stood up and when he had taken counsel with the people, very important to have the right kind of counsel, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy splendor. And they went before their army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. That's all they did. They marched out against this army with the singers ahead, the guys with the weapons behind. 
And the singer said, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. Over and over and over and over and to all the people who are singing together, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures. Or give thanks to the Lord for his love endures. Over and over and over. So positioned as the children of God going against the enemy of God. Because, you know, it's not just the enemy is not just coming against you, but it's coming against who God is in you. And it's not the size of our enemy that we have to declare. It's the size of our God that we declare against the face of the enemy. They're coming against the the very truth, the very peace, the very righteousness, the very order, the very government of God. And we stand against it. So I mentioned earlier, especially and more so in the previous uh, podcast, that we are positioned in sonship. Now, Now, something really interesting that I saw, you know, is that when Jesus was beginning his ministry. As he started his ministry, we read in Luke uh, chapter 3, you know, he went into the waters of baptism. And, um, you know, John didn't want to baptize him, but he said, you know, you must baptize me. And he went and he um, baptized Jesus. And and now all the people were baptized. And when Jesus also had been baptized, was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form as in the form of a dove. So a dove came down from heaven and sat on Jesus. And then a voice came from heaven that said, You are my beloved son. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Luke 3.22 You see, although God, although Jesus was born as a child of God supernaturally, you know, by, by um, the, the birth of the Holy Spirit, immaculate conception you know he knew that but when he gets to the point of his ministry something is established he is repositioned again by a voice from heaven coming and the out of when he comes out of the the waters of baptism and says you are my son we need to be established to be in ministry you've got to be established to be in business you know your children need to be established every single day we need to be established and we need to know our sonship with whom I am well pleased. But then it says, the, the, um, that Jesus began his ministry at the age of 30, at 30 uh, years of age. But then it says he was drawn into the desert. And, the, and, the, and the Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit now, returns from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit for 40 days into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He ate nothing in those days. And the devil then comes and says to him, this is so powerful. The devil comes to him and these are the words he uses. Don't forget, in chapter, in Luke 3, he was established in sonship. Here we are now in Luke 4, verse 3. And the devil comes and says, if you are the son of God, (laughs) if you are, isn't this, the devil even tempts Jesus. He comes and says, if you are the son of God, Tell the stone to become bread. You're so hungry. Just command the stone to become bread. You know, and Jesus said, as it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. But he questions his sonship. And today that is what is happening. Our sonship is being questioned. Then the devil takes him up onto a high tower and says, if you will worship me, I will give you all the authority of the kingdoms of this world, you know, if you will worship me. And Jesus says, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God 
and him only shall you serve. You see, that's a positioning. I will worship the Lord my God and only him will I serve. I'm not going to worship the kingdoms of this world. I'm not going to allow myself to be moved by corruption, by by money, by finance, by, by, by the wealth of this world, by the lust and the greed of life in this world. I'm not going to worship it and sell my soul to it and, 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 put, and even put my marriage, perhaps, and even my family on the altar of sacrifice so that I can attain the riches of this world. I'm not going to do that. I am going to serve the Lord my God. And, but that was not the end of it, you know. The devil then led him to a high point and said, again, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here and, your, and the angels of God will protect you. But, you know, Jesus wasn't going to be moved by that. He knew he was the son of God. And he said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him. He departed. And you know what? If we will stand positioned as in the truth of our sonship and of our authority and of the benefits of our appointment and our positioning in Christ, we will be able to overcome. Being positioned is an unwavering conviction, unwavering conviction that we have been called to and that we dwell in the presence and the shelter of God. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We dwell in the presence and the shelter of God and where we can experience his love, his mercy, forgiveness, his power and authority, his protection and provision as sons and daughters of God, as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You see, there is no confusion in that. This is the truth. This is the truth. Well, you may have lost your job. You may have financial crisis in right now, but you have to have that unwavering conviction that you are a son of God, dwelling in the presence of God. And, you know, put on that armor of God and, and, and abide in his love and his mercy, his power and his authority, his protection and provision. You know, I just thought many years ago, Lynn and I, we were ministering in America and we went to the White House, one of the things that we did and on our day off and thought we would win a walk right into the White House. Well, of course, there was a four-hour line um, extending all the way around the White House, standing in the hot sun um, with no food and no drink. You know, by the time we got too close to the door of the White House, I was famished and uh, was about to leave. But of course, then I saw people walking in and out of another, a separate door, not the door, not the line we were in, but a separate line. They were just parking and walking, opening the, you know, the guards opened the door for them, the gates for them, and in they walked. And I thought, can you imagine if I could bump into one of those guys? And uh, I said, who, who are you? And he said, oh, I'm, I'm the son of the president. And I said, really, where do you live? And he said, oh, I live in the White House. Oh, what are your benefits? Well, I can, I can go in, I can come out, you know, I have a meal and the table is set before me. You know, I, we have lovely meals, we have lovely juices, there's a huge kitchen with 42 fridges in it. Yeah, I can just, that was my imagination going. Um, but all the benefits of the president, the, his father, the president, would be aligned unto him. He, he, there wouldn't be a doubt in his mind if I said, well, are you sure you're the president? No, he said, I'm the president's son. Well, are you sure you can go into the White House? Well, I'm, you know, can you imagine if he said to me, no, I'm not sure. Every time I come here, I've got to grovel on the ground and walk up to the guards and say, you know, please, you know, when you look at my ticket, you know, I think I'm the president. We have to know our position. Got to know our sonship, you know. 
he would be totally convicted. He would be totally at peace. He'd be totally at rest. And if he faced a challenge, you know, he would call on all the authority and the benefits that the presidency conferred upon him and his family. Well, I'll tell you what, we are sons of the Most High God. We are sons of the God who created heaven and earth. This is his kingdom that we live in, that we dwell in. When we have a challenge, we call on the benefits of, the, of our sonship in the kingdom of God, of our Lord and Savior. You know, the enemy will try to confuse us. He will say, are you really a son of God? You know, he will question your position so that you can then fall back into fear, into, into anxiety and worry. And of course, it's called a desolate spirit. He wants you to feel desolate. He wants you to feel, you know, abandoned. He wants you to feel not supported. He wants you to feel um, that you don't know whether you're going to cope. Well, you know, that's, that's a lie. And that's a deception that the enemy works in. We've got to take up our position and stand in the truth of who God has appointed us to be as sons and daughters, children of God. We are the body of Christ. We are sons, not just of a president, but of the God of all creation. An unwavering conviction that we dwell in his presence and in the shelter of God where we experience his love, mercy, power and authority today. May we stand together in the presence of God, in his protection and in his provision as sons and daughters and as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Take up your position. I urge you, we have a whole course called Position for Blessing. It's on our website um, at familytransformation.org. You can download the videos, you can download the manual. Um, this is something we could carry on talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks. It's such a powerful topic, especially at this time when we all, you know, the world system is in such a state of flux. Nobody knows what's right anymore. Nobody knows where to go, what to do, you know, what decision to make. It's so important today to know your position. Walk in peace. Walk in the authority that God has given you and make a difference in this world. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?